<laughs> Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. That the power of Christ compels you. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. What's blood for? If not for shooting. I'm your number one fan. We all go a little mad sometimes. <laughs> Welcome back, all you creatures of the night. It is I, one of your many hosts of the show, Matt Johnson. Welcome back. And with me, as always, is your esteemed hosts of the show, Lindsay and Peter. Guys, thanks for coming back. The show and the, the show wouldn't run. The lights wouldn't be on if we didn't have you here. So thanks. Thanks for being here. You're getting paid for this? <laughs> um, I'm not getting paid for this, but we do have a studio that has lights and everything. So we are... Very much in the red at this point. <laughs> That's true. We are in the red for as far as doing this podcast goes. We have not seen in general, yeah, <laughs> any kind of money. <laughs> no, it has all been a an art project, um, a passion labor project. Of love. There yeah, we that's go. Right. That's the best one. That's that's the one we are looking for. A hobby, if you will. Uh, yeah, I'll allow it. A hobby. I'll allow a hobby. Well, we can kind of roll into the movie we did. Again, this is just kind of a one-off pick. If you're joining us again, there's no rhyme or reason or theme to this so far. So I'd love to get in this movie. I'm really excited to talk about it. But before we do that, we need to get into our segment here, guys. What have you been watching? Horror or otherwise? Welcome to the show. It's time to find out what the terrible trio have been watching. Or who has been watching them. Matt, I think you should start us off. This was your pick. Alright. I'll start it off I'll start it off here. I've been pretty good about letterboxing, so like I think I know what I've been watching since the last time. That we recorded. But while I'm pulling that up, here we go. Uh, TV shows, I've been watching Atlanta. Looking to finish that up, finally. And I finally got around to White Lotus. Uh, oh, nice. I, 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 finished that. I finished that recently. Yeah, so I'm, I'm through season one, working on Italy now in season two. I got to say, more of a fan of season two currently than I was of season one. So we'll see if that holds true. But I'm only think, halfway through, so I, I think one is better. Okay, you like one more? The Hawaii? Excursion? Yeah, a little bit. I think so. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> now they're they're both pretty equal parts. I think the first one I like the way that the tension builds throughout each episode. It feels like kind of dreadful a little bit. Yeah, and I get what you're saying. Are you saying because of like they they set it up? There's a murder, or somebody mm-hmm. died at least. They said somebody yeah. died at the beginning, yeah. the first episode. And then, and then like it's like how each episode kind of leads to the next. It just like you get more and more nervous as like the episodes go on because you're like, who got killed? Mm-hmm. So who was it, it builds the suspense and the dread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of lost 
in the second season, I've kind of like forgotten that there was a dead body as well at the beginning that you see. And maybe that's why I like it more because I'm like more interested in like the characters than this, like the buildup, like that suspense of who is it, who did it, if it was a murder. Yeah. Um, with this one, I, I, I've i almost forgotten. And so when it's going to be revealed, it'll be probably who's your, a shock. Who's your favorite? Sorry. Who's your favorite like focus of like the main set of like, you know, how I think there's like three different stories, I guess I would say. I think I liked like the Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza story, her and her husband, and then that other couple. Mm-hmm. That's what. Yeah, them. that's a good one. I like, I like that story in this one. I was a big Steve Zahn fan in the first season. That's I right. Hadn't seen him in a while. Um, but those are the shows that rounded out. I've got some movies. I'll flash through these real quick. I did all of Wes Anderson's, so all ten of those. <sighs> wow. Because went to a Wes Anderson trivia slam dunk, won it. Um, like you win so, them all. He's got a new movie coming out. He has two, actually. Yeah, two. he's got. Well, he's got. Which one are, are you thinking of? The Wonderful Life of Henry Sugar. No, I'm thinking of like the space one. Yeah, so I think those both come out like in the same year. So he's been working on both of those. That's kind of crazy, actually. Yeah, which is really like it's different for him because usually he takes like he has one might be a couple of years until he yeah, does one. At least three, I would say. Usually has a three year gap. Yeah, so having two in like the same year seems like a lot, and I'm all here for it. If the quality doesn't suffer, we'll see. Yeah. Who do you think he is, Spielberg or fucking Soderbergh? <laughs> yeah, come out with a couple in one year. Even, which reminds me, I have a Quentin Tarantino trivia coming up. I need to watch all those to be prepared for that. But I haven't watched so those. bad for whoever goes against you. They do not stand a chance. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah, like it's actually. Fun. It's, it's it's a good time. I usually get like you? a gift certificate out of it. It's like pays for my tab, and usually something else. I got nice. I got like a Steve Zuzu Life Aquatic print when I won the Wes Anderson one, along with like a gift card to the place nice. <laughs> for the bill. Yeah, but I also that's in horror news. I've watched Thirst, The Evil Dead. All of the Scream movies, including Scream 6, because I was prepa- preparing for the new one. Only Lovers Left Alive. A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. I did, I did watch Ant-Man recently because I thought I was going to see the new one. I haven't, but I watched Ant-Man again. Nice. That's funny. Yeah. What We Do in the Shadows, Hot Rod, Adventureland, Pirate Radio, and Moneyball are all in there. I remember Pirate Radio is like such a you, you movie, I feel like. Oh, uh, and my copy of Pirate Radio is from the movie, movie fan. I bought it there when they were closing down. I, that's funny. I do love that movie quite a bit. It's a, it's a good. I was, one. What you said, I was like, that's a total Matt movie right there. Yeah, Lindsay, have you seen it at all? Pirate Radio. Uh, definitely not. I recommend it. Look. It's it's got a a pretty good cat, like a big cast, and Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it. It's about the true story of like. In the late 60s, England was banning rock and roll on the radio. And they were a boat, literally on the ocean, broadcasting in like the Beatles and the Stones and the Kinks into England. Um, That's a fun time. Funny. What's the movie called? Pirate Radio. You might find it as The Boat That Rocked. The Boat That Rocked. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so this is a British comedy drama, isn't it? Yes, it sure is. <laughs> I struggle with British movies for some reason, but 
Mm-hmm. I will still put in subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> put on the subtitles. There we go. Um, but yeah, I this is th- built as the boat that racked on uh, Google here. Okay, here's Pirate Radio. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Five stars on my letterbox if you go and check it out. But okay. those are the movies I've watched in the shows. That kind of rounds it out. Lindsay, would you like to uh, give us what you've watched, horror or otherwise, of course? Any yeah. Love is Blind season four in there? Because <laughs> I have dipped my toes into that as well. <laughs> really? I have not. I can't get into Love is Blind. Um, That's rough. However... In that same vein, The Bachelor, as you may or may not know, um, has uh, wrapped its current season as of Monday. So, I mean, I watch on Hulu, so um, I already know what happened, of course, and I've had my suspicions, but I'm still watching that episode um, in the aftermath. But The Bachelor, um, you know, for my husband's sake, is over for the time (laughs) being. I said good news. It ended on Monday. Bad news, Bachelorette starts on June 26th. So, <laughs> um, so The Bachelor, of course. Um, I watched uh, Pamela, that Pamela Anderson documentary on Netflix. I thought that was pretty, um, pretty good. And uh, she's not really somebody I've ever thought of, like, twice about, like, at all, like, in good or bad. And so I, I felt like it was very insightful. Um, and then I've been watching a couple of comedy specials. Um, Chris Rock came out with Selective Outrage on Netflix earlier this month. And then right before that, Marlon Wayans came out with God Loves Me. Um, and, uh, I, I, I thought they were both good, but I thought Marlon Wayans was better, um, which I wasn't necessarily expecting because I felt like the Chris Rock one was so highly anticipated. That's probably why, because it's like so much hype. Like yeah. everyone wanted to hear what he had to say about, about being slept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And then like Will Smith is like super mad about it. And it's just like, dude, just let it go. Yeah. Like yeah. you did it. You know, he can speak on it even if, in the, if it is a year later. But, um, right. But yeah, those were good. And then, um, I'm still on season two of Pretty Little Liars. So I'll be, uh, working on that for a while because there's seven seasons and uh yeah so pretty little liars okay yeah it was a book series i read in high school so i feel like i kind of already know where some of it's going but you know how they always change things so it's still enough of a surprise i didn't even know it was a book series yeah i didn't know that either i knew it was like a show like i knew about it when we were because what was it like was it on in like 2012, that time yes. period? That okay. like I like remember meeting. hearing about it, but never watching it. I didn't know it was a show. Is it on HBO? Is that where it's at? Um, it was on ABC Family slash Freeform. Okay. And then it would have ended 2017, so. Which seems like just last year, but <laughs> it was like, what, six years ago? So. Yeah. So yeah, like even then, like you can see a clear difference in the technology in like 2010 versus now you're like what a primitive thing like flip like keyboard phone that you have you know because they're being terrorized by this villain named a and anyway um, oh that's right no that sounds totally familiar that sounds i still don't know who a is so i'm very annoyed razor flip phones 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that about does it for me. So, Pete, if you want to take it away. Yes, I will. I'm trying to remember the last movie where I left off, but I think I figured it out. Uh, so I've watched Thor, Love and Thunder, The Red Shoes, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, this movie that we're doing, uh, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, Popcorn, and then yeah. the In Search Sorry. of Darkness um, documentary, which is in three different parts, and they're each four hours long. Hmm. Is that the one about like 80s uh-huh. horror? Right? It is. Oh, that sounds it's worth on, it. It's on, it's on Shudder. Nice. Um, I watched the first two Twilight movies. Courtney wants to watch the Twilight series, and I'm watching it for the first time. Oh, welcome. Yeah. Uh, The Fablemans, Small Soldiers, The Gentleman, Devil in a Blue Dress, Wild, Promare, and Knock at the Cabin. Oh, nice. M. Night, right? You knew that's Mm -hmm. the M. Night? Yeah, it is. Nice. What did you you think of Popcorn? I thought it was okay. I wanted to really like it because it seems like a movie that I'd be really into. I think I found the characters to be very annoying. And when that happens, I want them to die horrific deaths because that's what a horror movie is, basically. Especially if it's a bad horror movie, you know, quote unquote. You want the kills to be very um, exuberant. And I was like, it didn't quite do it for me. That's, I think it's a good description. I wanted to love it too. Like Lindsay, if you if you haven't heard of it, it's like the premise is like these film students are putting on like a, a horror movie festival at the campus, essentially to to raise money. Was it to save that theater? Is that I what it was so. supposed to do? I think so. And so I like the idea. And then they wanted to like put all these gimmicks together, William Castle style, to make it seem like really immersive as the people are watching the movies. And a killer is starting to kill them kind of one by one. And the ultimate kill is like supposed to be like in front of people that they like are believing it's part of the show, but this person's like killing the students. And I like the setup, but I don't think I had the payoff, the execution. It's not quite there. Yeah, yeah. it was quite. It there. sounds like it could have been really good. It it, it could have yeah. been a fucking slam dunk. Yeah, but it's interesting you bring up in search of darkness, which is kind of an '80s horror documentary because there's a the movie we did. Today was an '80s horror slasher. That's true. It was well, actually it's not. It's 1979. Well, released 1980. Yeah. Filmed 1979. Released 1980, and it also has a seven. I think it's a seven-hour, maybe eight-hour documentary itself called Crystal Lake <sighs> Memories. We did the 1980 film directed by Sean Cunningham, Friday the Thirteenth, the OG, the original Friday the Thirteenth, where it all began. Yeah. Back to Crystal Lake. We now know there's been several more, but this is the original and I picked it. So I just found it surprising that we've never done it. Agreed. Not a one of the Friday the 13th on the podcast. We also haven't done the original Halloween. We haven't? That's true. No, we did the, we did the, at the uh, time it was the newest one. It was like the it first coming back in like 2018. Yes. That's when we did Halloween, and that's all we've done. That's crazy. 
Yeah. What kind of horror movie podcast is this? Right. First Friday the 13th, only one Halloween. <laughs> That's and- why we haven't made any money. <laughs> yeah, we got to do the, the classics. We have done Nightmare on Elm Street. We That's did the OG. We've Scream 1 and 2. Scream 1 and 2. No Hellraisers yet. No we've Child's done, Play yet. <laughs> we've, done the exorcist, we've done The Exorcist. We did do The Exorcist. That was a, an earlier one. Yeah, it was like our yeah. fourth episode. <laughs> and don't forget Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That is a That's staple. Right. You could never you forget. And, and Freddy. I know you did last summer. We've, we've yes. done him. Also, maybe even more of a staple than Killer Clowns. <laughs> did I see that there might be a sequel coming out about that or something? Yes, I think. Like, well, there's there was the TV show, right? They've TV done a show. TV show, but okay. I, I heard to some extent. I don't know, like if it's a direct sequel to the first or whatever. But I I saw something that was there's going to be a new. I know you did last summer. That's fun. But, I I think that's a very fun series. Yeah. Besides the third one, the third one's dead. Which one's that? I will always know. Always you did. know what you did last summer. It's horrible. Okay. It, Absolutely it, horrible. It. I think Scream has nailed it the best. Where it's like Halloween's okay with it, but like it's just Scream One, Scream Two, Scream Three. There's no like subtitle. There's no like yeah. You really put yourself in a corner for like I know you did last summer. I still know you did last summer. I'll always know you did last summer. That's it's true. me again this summer or something like it's just, <laughs> it's a hard title to come up with. You're like oh shit, uh, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. next? <laughs> it's summer again. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I, I would never done it. But also, it would be it's going to be interesting to talk about it because one of our first mini episodes ever it was just Pete and I. We did like a underrated, overrated episode where we brought up we didn't you know talk about it before we started recording, but we had five overrated, I think, and five underrated, and we both thought that this movie was overrated. That the original Friday the 13th was overrated. So I'm excited to see if that sticks um, or what we all think of it. Um, and if, but before I guess we kind of launch into the movie itself and thoughts on it, Pete, do you have a, uh, a creepy headline for us? Funny you ask because I do. Oh, I'm so glad I did. Perfect. So awesome. just let me uh, <laughs> put his glasses on. Glasses on. Oh, and there are new glasses. I'm surprised you didn't have a stronger reaction. This is the first time of me wearing glasses. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's actually, I've never seen you in glasses. <laughs> I never yeah, brand I didn't new. question it just now, but I'm like, wait, yeah, right. that's not a... <laughs> they just look so good and natural on you that I just... Yeah. I really didn't stride. I'll always have glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so it's more of just like crazy things that have happened on Friday the 13th throughout the years. Oh, that's like the coolest thing I could find. And then so, in October 13 to 1307, the French rounded up thousands of Knights Templars and tortured them as heretics. Some wonder whether this was the beginning of the whole Friday the 13th mythology. An interesting piece of history trivia indeed. And then, in 1829, 10,000 people gathered to watch Sam Patch jump into New York's Ganesse River from a top of Ganesse Falls, only weeks earlier he leaped off Niagara Falls, which has a massive tunnel underneath it, by the way, and into the Niagara River and survived. He wasn't as lucky this time. Damn. In 1972, a plane crashed in the Andes. Twelve people died instantly, and the survivors resorted to cannibalism. You probably didn't know these things are considered bad luck. And in that same day in Russia... 
174 people were killed when a Russian airliner crashed on a landing near Moscow. In 2010, a 13-year-old boy in Suffolk, England, was struck by lightning. The lightning reportedly hit uh, at 1.13 p.m. Um, the boy survived unharmed. In 2006, nearly half a million people lost power in Buffalo, New York, and surrounding suburbs were buried under 22 inches of oh, snow. That'd be terrifying. Yeah. Under snow, they, power out on Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. In 1989, the stock market fell a whopping 6.91%. At the time, it was the second worst day in market history. It just keeps going. 1979, some dude named Bob, can't say that last name, decided to stay in bed every subscription Friday the 13th because of, <laughs> spite of bad luck, he suffered on the unlucky day, such as walking through a plate glass door, getting fired, and putting his wife in the hospital after hitting her in the head with a stick meant for the dog. <laughs> and then another Friday the 13th saw his wife fall down a flight of stairs. How many more I got left? What? Oh, you had kind of mentioned, I think, your first one with the French in like 1300s. Like, people think that might be where it originated from. But it, it does hold some like superstition still. Like Friday the 13th. It just seems like, yeah, it's going to happen. Like it's going to f- happen at some point. The 13th of a month will fall on a Friday. But it just holds. It's unlucky for whatever reason. People still have that superstition with it. It's not like it, it's it's just a day. Meaning like, you know, walk, step on a crack, break your mother's back or like walk under a ladder. People have those ones, those suspicions. But this one's just like a day. And (laughs) things are just going to happen bad today. In 1951, after days of record-setting rain fell in northeastern Kansas, swollen rivers poured over their banks, consuming the cities of Topeka, Lawrence, and Manhattan in the process. Scientists still can't explain these ocean mysteries. Oh, atmospheric oceans? That's just what it, I don't know. Oh, rivers. uh, Isn't that the thing that just happened in real life, like recently? Like all this rain? from like atmospheric rivers isn't that what they call them i don't know you know what all of our meteorologists listening let me know uh let me know in the chat (laughs) that's right thanks you have my personal number and i appreciate it (laughs) in 2012 the cruise ship costa concordia partially sank off the italian coast of running aground killing 32 in so in 2029 this asteroid is forecast to pass Earth just 18,000 miles away, closer than any of the satellites we put into orbit. Uh, and in the last one, dun, dun, dun. and every Friday the 13th, the world's economy apparently loses about $900 million because people are afraid to work and travel on this date. Wait, well, that's interesting. They don't, people don't fly on it? Like it literally so, decreases? So I don't think I would. It, it's such, I could see that, yeah. It's such like, you know, people are so, so afraid that they're afraid to go to work, afraid to travel, so that the world's economy takes a hit every Friday the 13th. That's, That's wild. Crazy. Let's see. Are there any Friday the 13th? There has to be at least one coming up this year, but let's see. I thought so there was one. Compare. There was one last year. Yeah. yeah. Was it so in I October? Think, I, think it, I think it was November, <gasps> actually. It's this year. October thirteenth, oh, October this, so year? this year. That's beautiful. So take caution. There should be a Friday the thirteenth coming out on that day. 
Agreed. That's perfect. And it's the thirteenth one. Are they fucking stupid? Yeah. Oh yeah. Thirteenth entry, twenty twenty three, right at the thirteenth. We already had one. You're just printing. You're just printing money as you speak. (laughs) Yeah. People are gonna go see it. Yo. Was the last one two thousand nine? Yeah, the remake. Is that that the the remake? Oh, you guys are a big fan. I'm still like planning my life for (laughs) for that day. Yeah, <laughs> it's October too, so that's like extra unlucky, right? Oh yeah, it's a, it's in the spooky so, month. You know. <laughs> it's a spooky month for sure. So yeah. yeah, so be on the lookout for that. But I mean, it, it, the the idea is you know it's a superstitious day, but basically that's all they had going into this movie was mm-hmm. the idea that like at least. I don't know if you guys have watched the Crystal Lake Memories at all, that documentary. No. no. I watched it two years ago when I watched every movie in the franchise. Like, I'd watch a movie. There's probably like an hour per movie in that documentary, roughly, or so. Jason Goes minutes. to Hell is fucking really weird. I'm just going to say that. 100%. 1993, Jason Goes to Hell? Yeah. It's, it's a, a weirdo. weird movie. You mean the demon worm that trans that could transfer Jason to anybody? Yeah, I... <laughs> That one, I can't believe that movie came out. To be honest, it's it's, it, it's weird. Doesn't sound <laughs> yeah. like something I need to see. Like Jason X isn't very good, which is the next one. But I would watch Jason X again. I I don't know how quickly I'd go back to Jason. Jason goes to hell. Like it I wasn't think the effects fun, are good. Right? The effects are good for what for the time. I would say you know they still use mostly practical for most things. So sure. and they look good. Yeah, there was a lot of CGI in Jason X. Yeah, that's 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 what I was going to say. <laughs> a lot of CGI in that movie. But not in this one. Not in 1980s, Friday the 13th. They just thought it was a, an interesting idea because they're piggybacking on Halloween. And they came up with the script after the fact and wrote it to the title. Um, yeah, we yeah, can kind we're... of launch into, into this movie if we want to kind of get into it now. Didn't they like change the script a couple times when on them? Is that correct? Oh yeah, I mean, because again, it was like kind of like a mad dash to they got funding for it and write some script to the title. Like they had the title and got funding based on the title, and then it was going to be like Halloween. And so yeah, it took several different rewrites, but it wasn't like a big studio production like rewriting. Um, just a couple of was Sean Cunningham, um, who directed it. Is going to do it through, like the first two, I think, and then stays a producer for a lot of them. He's he's produced for the rest of them, I think. That's right. Um, Steve, oh wait, no, it's Steve Miner directs the second one, and then he will direct a Halloween movie. A little fun fact there: he he leapfrogged into another another slasher genre, but yeah, we get. This opening, well, first, has everybody seen this one prior? I'm just gonna, I, I've, seen, I've it. seen it. I've seen it before. Yeah. I feel like there's this... no surprises and that you've both seen it and I have not. That's, that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's I'm very interested in that because, you know, it's like it's a staple or Jason is at least. This is a Jason Voorhees movie, but yeah. it'll be your first time seeing the original that kind of started Fresh it. Eyes. Yeah, but we, we start off with this first scene. It's like you get a 
Camp Crystal Lake campers singing around a fire, singing Kumbaya. But it's very no, it's is it really Kumbaya? Isn't that what they're singing? I, I was just is. being facetious, but I, I feel I like they were is. singing Kumbaya. <laughs> maybe, maybe it they is. Were. It is actually. We're I gonna go with now. that. Okay, <laughs> but then it, it becomes really like Halloween to me because a POV shot takes over, and it follows these two counselors. Yeah, it, it, it's like the the start of Halloween is following Judith and her boyfriend, and you don't know who's behind the camera, and ultimately these two are gonna go off to have sex or assumingly they're going to this room they start Justice kissing for the lunch lady she she was just excited to cook some meals for some kids and these hooligans but that but that was supposed to be that was like 1958 correct when this this is like a flashback this is 1958 no i'm talking about the the cook that was oh, killed yes and um, it was not a flashback this opening scene so She's like the hitchhiker. Annie. She like hitchhikes. She yeah, Annie. She's like hitchhiking to get to the camp. She's trying to get to work, and then oh, yeah. she gets a ride, in like a jeep, and then that's and then she gets out of the jeep, and then she gets her throat slit. Right. So that was yes. right after the nineteen fifty eight. I thought. I'm trying to think. I thought the flashback came later, but I don't. Maybe I think I'm just, we opened. I watched this. It. I I. It's been a while since I watched. I watched this movie. I, immediately when Matt said, "Cause I was We're like, I'm, I was like, I'm ready to watch it," and then I watched it like the fucking next day. He yeah, said it. that was <laughs> oh, almost two months ago. <laughs> no, it was February. It was February. Yeah. Okay, we're getting, we're getting better ago. with the timeline. <laughs> but yeah, it's it starts off with the flashback. It's, I believe it's 58 because we'll learn something happened in 57 is why these kids are getting their their comeuppance in 58 where these two kids die at the beginning from mm-hmm. a POV cam Friday the 13th credits come up um, is what we see. And then it cuts to, I love this. This used to be a thing in movies all the time. And I think they've really cut back on it is the title card says present day. So it's like, if you're watching it in theaters, you'd be like, okay, it's like when I'm watching it, but like watching it now, you're like, okay, wait, when is it taking place? Yeah. They've they've gotten better about that in titles, like in movies. They're like, it's this date, nineteen eighty. <laughs> Just so we yeah, know. they're like, we can't say present day anymore because this was fifty years ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, but that's where we get Annie. I believe her name is, um, who's like walking through town that you're describing, and she's trying to get to Camp Crystal Lake, and there's like everybody that's in this diner is like, you can't go there. Yeah. They're basically warning her. And then she gets also warned. One guy's going to take her in his truck, but uh, Crazy Ralph yeah, shows crazy up. Ralph. I think he's he's definitely in the second one. I think that's it. But I love this Crazy Ralph character. He's like he's the harbinger of doom. Who's just like you're all doomed. You hear? <laughs> don't go up to Crystal Lake. You'll get you. You don't want to go down that road. Yeah, but no, nobody seems to like Crazy Ralph, even though he's correct. He's correct about this camp. Camp blood is is cursed. But here's a little trivia fact. I was really paying attention to this. This movie, Camp Crystal Lake, is where the camp is, and that's where Jason and all these killings will happen in the lore. Do you guys know what state that's in? At least in this movie, where it's supposed to be at? Shoot, it's in New Jersey. Yeah, it's it's, I, it's on the side of that guy's truck that's taking Annie. Is like in New Jersey. Oh, um, okay. 
Because, like, you know, Haddonfield, Illinois is Michael. Um, I think Nightmare on Elm Street is Ohio. Is that right? I have to watch those again. I feel like most slashers usually pick, like, the Midwest. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I know, like, New Jersey is not the Midwest, but, like, hmm. that's just an outlier. Yeah. But it's in New Jersey. But this is where, yeah, she, he only takes her so far, right? Because Annie gets out and she's going to be picked up by a hitchhiker. Or she's going to become a hitchhiker and get picked up by another POV cam that we don't yeah. see. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a, she's the cook. She's the cook. I thought, yes. gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> I forgot she said that. I'm going to be cooking for like 50 kids. That's she's right. Very enthusiastic. So, so, so excited for it. She's yes. pumped. Yeah. She's traveled far and wide to get. Um, I mean, she's putting a lot of effort to get to that job. I'm just going to say like, she's yeah. hitchhiking, carrying a yeah. heavy backpack. That's commitment right there. Yeah, she's walking through town, so she must be good payers. I don't even want to drive 15 minutes, let alone walk. Yeah. Yeah. Hitchhike. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, when she hitches that second ride is when she uh, meets her doom, as predicted by Crazy Ralph. Yeah, there's like that POV shot of her going through or someone chasing her through the, the woods, and then she gets her yeah. throat slit. Uh, pretty pretty intense. But it's Tom Savini who did the effect for this, right? Yeah. One of his first roles? Well, I believe so. Was he on Night of the Living Dead, or did he start on Day of Dawn? Dawn. Of the Dead? I think it's Dawn. Dawn, which would have been definitely prior to this. That's like early 70s, yeah, isn't that's it? That's 74, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. So he'll be, he had zombie work, but now he's going to be in the slasher, slasher genre, doing the makeup and prosthetics for this film. Yeah, he's so also an actor, so you might have seen him and stuff. Like he acts in movies too, Tom Zavini. He's mostly in George Romero movies. Yeah. Like he's in, I think he's in Dawn. Mm-hmm. And he's in Night Riders, which is a weird one. But he's in that. <laughs> okay, I thought he was in. Was he in Dusk Till Dawn? That Where sounds he, right. Yeah, he, I think he, he has. Uh, he's the dude with the gun and on his dick. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember that scene? No, it's been years since I've seen Dusk Till Dawn, so not really. Yeah, no. it like he has like a, a a gun holster like on top of his penis. It's it's fucking wild. <laughs> okay. That's fucking Robert Rodriguez for you. <laughs> yeah. I need to watch that one again because that's, I mean, it's not Tarantino, but he's in it. Tarantino's in it. Yeah. With George Clooney. I think he wrote it too. With That sounds right. Because he also wrote like Natural Born, or he did the story for Natural Born Killers, but Oliver Stone directed it. Mm -hmm. He he did that a lot in like the 90s, 2000s, would like write a story for people and they could direct it. I think he wrote True Romance for Tony Scott. He did, yes. But this is a Sean Cunningham joint, but he didn't write it, did he? John? No, I don't think so. Victor Miller wrote it. That's right. Victor, Victor Miller, Miller wrote it. Yeah, but we'll, probably one of the biggest things from here, other than this movie itself, is coming up. The next we meet is like all the supporting cast that's at this this camp that they're setting up for. They're setting up for what's going to be a, the opening weekend. Essentially, it looks like of this new camp. So you yeah. got the counselors and stuff, 
and one of them being Kevin Bacon. Of course. Which is one of his first breakout roles is in the original Friday the 13th. His names are, I think he's Jack. Ned is like the the screwball, like the jokester, the fool, I guess, okay. is the Ned character. And then Brenda, Alice, and Steve. I feel like I'm missing somebody else. Maybe, maybe that's all of them. Maybe that's about it. Did you say Who's Bill? The- is Mark the older guy? Or is that Steve? Like the, the guy who's running everything. Glasses guy. Steve is also the- him, him hitting on... That's Steve. Yeah, it's Steve. Okay. Uh, I can't remember her name, but like, Alice. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember. Like, it, it was like really creepy. That's super creepy. <laughs> he did seem. I don't, it, it did seem creepy just their interactions, but he also did he seem much older than her, or is that just me? I, th- I thought so. Okay. She's clearly like a teenager, and uh... I think. Well, is is that the what it is? Because like I feel like they're all like. Young twenties. I mean, I guess that's probably what that the age they are too. in real life. I I'm think that's the age they are in real life. I don't meant know. to be teenagers, like high school, high schoolers or early college, like summer job type scenario. That's, yeah, that would make the most sense. Like you know, like an eighteen year old taking that job. That would make sense. Regardless, so you're probably right. Like for him, and yeah, absolutely. Married. Yeah, he's like thirty five at yeah. best. So that's a no. Yeah, I think I don't know if he how. I'd love to, I should look that up, but like, I think the mustache makes him seem older. I don't know what it is, or maybe he just wasn't, but it does make him look considerably older than her. And there is like, it really seems like they were trying to set up, like there's some strain between them where she was like going to leave. Yeah. But he like begged her to stay (laughs) for the weekend to like trial it out. Yeah. Like she didn't even want to be part of the camp either, but she would stick it out. Because she was a so, painter, right? She did some great paintings. I think so. Yeah. The actress yeah. who plays Alice is 67 in real life right now. And okay. who are we talking about right now? Is it Alice? Alice and Steve. Steve. Steve was her boyfriend. Or the guy being creepy. Yeah, I thought there was something there because I don't know if they were dating or he, he definitely hit it on her in some respect. It seems like he's not even an actor. <laughs> he's 77. Oh my. So he was 10 years in real life years. older than her. Yes. Who knows what they were doing in the movie, but he was. So he's 10 years the older. The mustache really does not help him. It doesn't. Yeah. He really well, looks how old like... is Kevin Bacon right now? Because he looks really young. He doesn't have a mustache. I, I bet he's like mid. I bet he's like 67 age. I don't think he's in it. He's 64. Yeah. He's even, he's even younger. Yeah. That checks out. He looked younger than Steve in this movie. Quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Because he's 13 years younger. <laughs> yeah, you're meeting all them. You're getting meeting the the gaggle of teenagers who are help setting up the camp. Um, here at Camp Crystal Lake, getting ready for the opening. And they go swimming. They'll go swimming in the lake, and Ned pulls this terrible stunt that like he was <laughs> drowning. Swimming. The drowning stunt so that he can get CPR from was it Brenda or Alice? One of them. I can't remember. Just okay before the killing starts. Sure, yeah. Seems like a pretty sweet job gig. Like it, it does, you, yeah. Like you're barely working. <laughs> yep, that's true. And, <laughs> they're and, just swimming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're just like having a good time. No one's bothering them. I'm like, this is this is pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, 
It did seem good. And he and even Steve is like, I got to run into town. He's going to run into town here in a second to like pick up something or other. Um, so he's going to leave. Everybody. Yeah, even authority's gone. Like the yeah, people. He was gone. He was gone for days. It felt like he was. <laughs> he was gone for a long time. It was sunny, and then it was night, and he was like, we cut to him. He's eating in the diner by himself. Where it's like, hey, were you just supposed to pick up supplies and come back? You just you need <laughs> a break from those kids. Yeah, he's just like tells <laughs> day one. <laughs> Well, then there's a scene. I know that the killing has. This is actually the first killing, I guess, outside of. No, we have already actually seen a killing. We've seen Annie get killed on her way to the camp. She didn't make it. But there's a snake in the bunk, which I think was supposed to be like setting up, I guess, some sort of danger or alert. But that was a real snake. It was. And they really killed that snake, which would not happen today. They really just chopped that snake in half with the shovel. Um, that's part of my trivia but yeah that's horrifying even if it is a snake like come on yeah there was no PETA then I know that's not an excuse I think (laughs) there's a lot of old movies that are probably notorious for having animal deaths I'm sure oh yeah there there was one movie I don't know where it's like is it Homeward Bound I don't know where like they go over like a waterfall or something or like jump into the water and like there's a scene where like they're like throwing one into what? the water, right? Oh no, that is not Homeward Bound. You're talking what about talking dogs. About? You're talking about dogs' purpose or journey or whatever. Okay, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Homeward Bound is a Disney movie with Shadow and fucking those, whatever. Those dogs I, were those dogs and cats were in yeah. the river at one point yeah. in that one scene. Michael they J. Fox was a voice, and I can't remember who. Catherine O'Hare girl. wasn't it? Was wasn't she the cat from like I think so. Moira? Who's the, other, who's the dog? Who's the other dog? I can't remember. There's an older guy who played Chance, right? That you're talking about? Yep. Chance, I think, is Michael J. Fox, and I think oh, is it? Shadow is Shadow. the older dog. That's right. I was like, you're going to tell me this movie's going to make me cry again? <laughs> All dog movies like, make well, have me you, cry. Have you heard the theory of the end of that movie? The, like, the I, really soul-crushing theory of the end of that movie? They're alive. There's a second movie where they're all alive. <laughs> I refuse to believe it. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, that it's him in heaven. Um, who is it? Michael J. Fox's chance. Shadow is Don Amici? No idea who that is. Mm-hmm. Anticlimactic. I thought it was someone cool. He's in Cocoon and like Heaven Can Wait, Cocoon, Trading Places. Yeah. We passed away in 93, it looks like. Anyway, we were talking. Oh, there was no PETA because the snake got killed. <laughs> That's <fun>. right. <laughs> that got pulled into it. The snake got killed. Um, but yeah, there's also this a cop is going to show up that's going to tell them that we're looking for crazy Ralph because he's on the loose, I guess. <laughs> it's essentially <laughs> why this cop comes by and asks him if they're smoking any reefer. He thinks they're smoking pot. <laughs> uh, Ned does a terrible Bogart impression and also Native that's American right. impression. That's right. That's like that one's the Bogart impression's not very good. But then he does like a Native American impression, which is very offensive to today's standards. <laughs> Very much so. And this cop's name I wrote down. Did you guys check out his name? I can't remember. His name is Dorf. D-O-R-F. Dorf. Terrible name. (laughs) Reference to something, but it doesn't seem very common, especially in like New Jersey. Hey, I'm Dorf. (laughs) Officer Dorf. That's his first name or is his last name? I think it's last name. Okay. Because it's like Officer Dorf. It's usually last name. Wild name. Yeah. 
But that keeps to, I mean, that cuts to, uh, hey, Crazy Ralph is on the loose. They go to the pantry um, <laughs> in the kitchen, and he's just hanging out in there. He, like, walks out of the pantry. Yeah, how did he get there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how he got in there, but he's, he walks out of the pantry and is like, you're doomed. Yeah, by you. <laughs> Crazy Ralph, why are you sneaking up on us? You're you're the problem right now. I think that's to create suspicions that it probably could be him in this whodunit POV cam that it could be Crazy Ralph. See, it's yeah, funny because I feel they did such a bad job of that. I did not think that at all. Right, yeah, it's no. they didn't make him suspicious enough. No, he's almost overly suspicious. I feel like. But they, but he, he does take off on his bicycle. He heads outside, gets That's on right. his bike, and just okay. He got there on bike, but like still, <laughs> he rode <laughs> off on his bike. Yeah. This I think is where it builds into Act Two, where the the killings begin. It's going to start to rain, and Ned's going to go off into this cabin because he thought he hurt somebody in there. He goes off into a cabin, and that's the same cabin that Kevin Bacon and his girlfriend, whose name is Marcy, I believe, Marcy, they go into the cabin because it's raining. Can't say well. shit when it's dark out. That's the downside to these right. low-budget horror That's movies true. of the 80s. It's dark. It's extremely Fucking dark. Fucking can't see anything. Yeah. It, But that's what... And then, like, that, they're, they're in dark, but it, it's over. It cuts to Alice, Brenda, and who's the other guy? Oh, man. Bill? Bill? Jokester? Thank you. No, Ned is with in the same cabin with Marcy and Jack, who's Kevin Bacon. But then they're, they're Bre- Brenda, Alice, and if it's Bill, is that what you said, Lindsay? Yeah. Bill? Bill, yeah. okay. They're playing Strip Monopoly, the game we That's all right. played in, in college, Strip Monopoly. <laughs> hey, I, they had a lot less resources in 1980. <laughs> I feel like if, I don't know, like Strip Poker, I feel like they'd have cards, but they had a, they had Monopoly. <laughs> and then... They, they used Monopoly. They had children's camp, after all. How do you, how do you, how do you make those rules right who's taking off what oh if you land on their property is that what they said you take off an article of clothes so if you so if you get like park place it's like oh okay you gotta take off a big piece of clothing and then if it's yeah. like <laughs> if it's like whatever the hell the other one is it's like okay you take off a sock mm-hmm. yeah i guess what what's what happens if you go to jail you put your clothes back on. I don't know. And there you, you want to land on jail and stay in there. Put my clothes back on. As long as possible. Yeah. Don't roll any doubles. <laughs> so that's going on. And as, as you're aware of horror movies, the, the storm's rolling in. It's raining outside. They have power. They have power. And I noted in here a full grand piano. Not a grand piano, but a full piano in that cabin. Did you guys see that in the corner by the door? I don't, I don't remember. remember. It really stood out to me. I was like, "You, how did I, I mean, it just didn't seem. In, like a place for it? For a piano in this like cabin. Yeah, this like counselor's cabin. They had a whole piano in there. But I mean, yeah, a piano is pretty expensive. It's like, why would you put that in a place that's surrounded by wilderness? Right. And apparently been shut that's down a for a place. while. Like, has that piano yeah. been there since 1958? Because this is the <laughs> first haunt- year. That's a haunted that this piano. This camp is reopening since that year, correct? Yeah, yes. oh, I, I think 62, they tried to reopen it and stuff happened. His so family, didn't. right? His family yeah, yeah. owned it still. Mm-hmm. I wonder what happened then. We don't know. Yeah. 
I guess whoever the killer is is just hanging out around Camp Crystal Lake at all times. I'm surprised they haven't addressed that at all in the series. It would have been an ample opportunity. Well, I guess not in the remake because the remake is like the first four movies kind of combined into one. But hey, maybe they're writing that for this new one, the 13th entry. I just gave them. I just gave them info. Gold right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's this is where the killing's going to start. We're going to get our first nightly killing where you know Jack and Marcy have sex. That is sin. That is taboo. Don't do that. She gets up to use the restroom, and that's where we we'll see Ned has been killed off camera. He's in the top bunk where they're in the bottom bunk. So Ned somehow was killed in the top bunk. And as Marcy leaves, Kevin Bacon's going to get a arrow through the throat from like underneath the bunk. I just uh, that, have to say, yeah, that uh, after that CPR stunt of Ned's <laughs> earlier in the day, you know that he's going to be the first to go. Well, technically Annie was, but she never met up with him. So beyond right. that, I'm, I'm surprised saying, you don't like, see his death, though. That's true. You you don't see a couple a couple deaths, but it 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 is shock. It's more shocking than like it's when they do show it. It's like meant to have shock factor. Like he's yeah. on the top bunk, they're on the bottom bunk, and he's dead. And it's like bleeding. Um, so it does have a shock factor, but nothing like visceral. That like how they got killed or stabbed. I wonder or if it was cut because like I Could watched the uncut version of Friday the Thirteenth original. I don't know what that includes. Uh, I don't know what's different about it. I feel like I didn't notice anything different from my other viewing. We didn't see Ned's death. No, I no. did not. And you saw the throat slit, right? You saw that, yeah, with Annie. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that—that's. I thought that was the one that was cut, but maybe the uncut is just a a false. Promotion, <laughs> yeah, it's the same. You know movie. what I mean? Like, like, two like thousands DVD sales are like it's uncut, unrated. Every right. horror movie, you know what I mean? In the early two thousands, yeah, it was like every movie had an unrated cut. I do remember that. Comedies, horror. even comedies, yeah, 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 comedies. Mm-hmm. It's just basically, I guess, putting in every cut scene that might not have made the rate ratings. I don't know. But I remember yeah. some of those R-rated ones, like the comedies for sure. It was always like language and nudity was like upped in a comedy. That's always what it was. And I'm sure it was nudity and deaths in a horror movie. Yep. Unrated versions. That's what was just upped every time. But but with his Kevin Bacon kill, which R.I.P. Um, he, it like when the blood comes out in the, un- when I was listening to like the Crystal Lake memories, like they had it rigged with a tube underneath it, so like when it went through, it was supposed to like there was a pump that would just pump the blood kind of out, but it jammed during filming, and so the guy wasn't Tom Savini was the other guy who was on it like blew into the tube so that it would go up, and that's why it like splurt splurts out when it starts because the pump wasn't working, so he had to like manually like blow into it, and he's like it looks more grisly, grisly and 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 gory. That way, but that's not how he planned it. He had to like improv it and blow into the tube to get it to come out. That's wild. On that one. Uh, but then it, I think it shows Marcy going to the bathroom. And she, yeah, she goes to the restroom. And then 
do we hear someone kind of like talking? Like you hear voices, don't you kind of like, that's why she slowly starts to go towards the shower curtains. It's very faint. It's very quiet. Um, The only reason why I noticed it, because I watch everything with subtitles. Mm. And it's funny because it says Jason in the subtitles. And, and, And they think it's someone else. I was just like, wow, they spoiled the movie. Yeah. well it's it even is. it's even incorrect though it is yeah it's <laughs> every movie after this that would be correct but in this movie it's it's not that's yeah, interesting um but she goes there that's where you'll see her death where she gets an axe to the head right isn't that her demise like a you see the axe come up like a knife almost like in psycho yeah behind the curtain but it's a bathroom. It's a bathroom scene too. That's a straight psycho reference. <laughs> I never even thought about that, honestly. This shot specifically, but like also, I mean, I guess spoilers, we're going to get to it. Who the killer is, is like a reverse psycho, like a hundred percent. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> then what the ending comes out to be, but, oh, that's right. She gets killed. Brenda's going to head back to her cabin. And that's where we see Steve at the diner just hanging out. I always thought that was, he's just sitting there for dinner. And do you guys see how much he paid for dinner? He had a cup of coffee. I, I, I thought a pie or she offered him a pie. Do you see how much it was? No. Was it like, was it like a dollar? Two twenty-five. Oh my gosh. He had a meal and a coffee for two twenty-five. What are these numbers? There's no <laughs> way I could pay for that now. Our, uh, It'd be closer to ten bucks right, easy. Right. Ten bucks, yeah, right. It's like fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> crazy times. Nineteen eighty. <laughs> Inflation, am I right? <laughs> it's all Reagan's fault. Yeah, it is. That's what this movie's saying. Reagan's fault. Um, oh, that's where he's gonna drive back. Steve will get killed. He's the. He, I, I kind of. I mean, his is from a POV shot as well. Right where he's like walking up to somebody in the rain in his little yellow raincoat, and he'll get he'll get killed trying to help somebody out. But we don't see who the killer is again. So all these are all from POV. Interesting. Very Halloween esque. That's true. But at least in Halloween, the POV, I guess you don't know who it is in the first opening shot, but then they pull off the mask and you see it's a kid. But they'll use POV later in Halloween, but you know it's Michael. You At this Jason? point, this is sort of like a whodunit. It's almost like Scream. Mm. So like you just don't know. You're not even seeing a person in a mask either. It's just a POV, all the killings. You don't even know what's going on at this point. Oh, yeah. Don't they try and like trick you with like the crazy Ralph again? Because they, they show him like I think someone's spying on Annie. I know we're going back away. I'm sorry. Uh, they show him show like the killer spying on Annie. And then and then we also see Ralph nearby i think so like yeah like in the woods he's like watching them i think as they were yeah. like swimming potentially and no it was i thought it was i thought it was annie before he, she died i think he was there at that point it's so obvious that it's not him like it was before but yeah i think they tried to make it seem like him too much that i was like it can't be this guy i don't yeah. think it's crazy ralph especially when he got when annie got in the car with the person, Crazy Ralph would probably be talking her head off about, you can't be going here, it's camp blood. But that person said nothing in the car and just let Annie talk. 
Yeah. Um, that's true. You'd be like, you can't be that guy. He never shuts up. He never shuts <laughs> up around people. He's trying to help. Yeah, he was being a harbinger of doom. Hey, he was right. Ralph was right. Things are bad. Things Crazy happen. Here. Ralph was right. <laughs> um, but the power starts to go out, and Alice wakes up from a nap. That's right. Like you're wakes napping nap. throughout all of this. Yeah, she wakes up. He doesn't know where her friends are, but I guess maybe she doesn't really know because she hasn't seen it. Like she's in her cabin with Bill and like there's no cell phones and like they had their own cabin. So maybe they're just like she thinks that everything's OK, I guess. <laughs> we'll let her we'll let her. We'll let her live in that. Um, well, you can live in your fantasy land, Alice. <laughs> but we don't see Brenda die, do we? But we see like she heads out to the archery range and the, the floodlights turn on and she sees somebody. But we don't see her get killed on screen, do we? I guess. I don't remember if we do. I, I think we think see we... her dead body later when Alice runs through the archery. But she does find Bill pinned to the generator wall. She does. We don't see him get killed. We don't see Bill. We don't see Brenda. We don't see Ned. You only see Marcy, Annie, and Jack get killed on screen. I feel like I don't like that. Like I guess we can talk more about yeah. that later on. But I'm like Say it say it right now. Yeah. Say your why, piece. Why would you why wouldn't we see those deaths on screen, you know? I think it's a rating thing. Uh, I think they did I think I think they shot much. I think they shot every death. I feel like that's something mm. that they would want to do to get as much you know, because what they're doing, they're trying to capitalize on Halloween as much as possible. Right. For sure. So they're trying to be like, let's be as gruesome as possible. We got Tom Savini, who knows what the hell he's doing. He's showing off at this point. <laughs> yeah. And even that the kill of Bill is like, that's how Bob was killed in Halloween, where Michael stabs him and pins him to the wall. It's very, kills are even there. Yeah, and like the hiding the the hiding the bodies is very Michael Myers in the first movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think that really comes up again for Michael Myers, but I think Jason still does it. Like the hiding of them, mm-hmm. like he he didn't just leave them where they are, so people can yeah. come about them. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm trying to think. Like, I have to watch me. It's been two years since I watched the whole series for Halloween. No, for Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. I feel like they place I feel like he continuously places bodies. Which is weird because he's not the killer in the first one. He's not, no. <laughs> he's not. He's uh he's just a little boy in the pants. I, I know we, we we've said that a couple times. Did you know that at all, Lindsay? Did you did you know oh, that yeah. at all going into this? Did you know that the did mom know was what? the killer? Yeah. The reveal. Oh Absolutely wow. not. I thought were it was you, were you surprised um i was surprised but then i felt like very quickly things got cartoonish Mm. um in my like watching it i was just like was it the slow motion head you know that's ridiculous but yeah i think that's that's exactly what it was because it's been a few weeks since i've watched this but i remember (laughs) thinking like yeah i'm like this is like ridiculous like execution um yeah i do remember being surprised and i was like oh okay we got something um didn't see that coming but yeah um 
That was a surprise. I think me. Friday the Thirteenth. Um, maybe I'm spoiling a little thing for myself here, but I'm still gonna say it anyways. I think the Friday the Thirteenth franchise slowly gets better with each entry. You see, definitely dip in quality with like how we were talking about Jason goes to hell and Jason X, but like, like I feel like you see a definitely uh improvement of quality with like three, four, five, maybe not five, but six and seven and eight. <laughs> yeah, that's usually not how it goes, so that's interesting. Yeah, I would say, like, they're not... Like, I think we were talking about Scream earlier, and I was like, I think those are all, like, really consistent, and I might rank them differently, but they're all, like, really good. I would say the Friday the 13th, maybe not be great horror movies, but they are consistent. Like, then they start to get better in their, like, in their quality. Like, I really like two, I really like four, really like six. Yeah, like, I think like seven's pretty good. Best. Yeah, and, and I, I even like eight, and people don't like eight, but I think eight is really fun. That's Manhattan, right? Yeah, Jason takes Manhattan, right? But it's at least consistent with like the tone of what, like, if you're going from seven to eight, it's still pretty tonally the same. I think, like, so like you might not like the direction they took going to New York, but it's pretty tonally the same. Whereas I can't say the same for Halloween. I did all, I watched all those last year. Those kind of jump all over the place um in terms of quality and like yeah. consistency of tone like there's and there's so many like reboots like restarting of different timelines but that's not really the case with friday the 13th that's it kind of just continues it's definitely confusing for a casual viewer like me i'm like what realm are we in now like yeah it's it's tough there's like i think there's if i think about it for a second one two at least three or five if you count like rob zombies like take off so That's you got crazy. halloween halloween two and then you have i have um, a whole graphic here yeah and then and then four, i did it five, for the <laughs> six and then then you have one two seven eight and then you have one the 2000 and then the trilogy again with Jamie Lee Curtis comes back and then you have the Rob Zombie two movies. So that's four. What's the fifth one? Yeah. I was wondering if I could share my, I have five and I, I think season of the witch is its own. Um, see three. Cause you have, Oh yeah. I didn't count season of the witch at all. So maybe that's what it's own yeah. timeline. So the, there's five. Yeah. There's the one I call it the, the anthology one, which is Season of the Witch by itself. The Thorn timeline, which is one, two, four, five, six. The Laurie Tate timeline, which is one, two, seven, eight. The Rob Zombie is one, two. And back at the beginning is one. And then whatever Halloween 2018 is. I forget the number. I think 11. <laughs> 11, 12, 13. It is the 11th one in the franchise, yeah. Yeah. But you don't get that with Friday the 13th. It's pretty linear, except for the reboot. Like, they were, they were just starting over. Um, not a, It wasn't going back to, like, this movie, um, the OG. But I will say, you, you were saying, Lindsay, it gets kind of cartoonish. Are you talking about, like, the third act where it's, like, the reveal is the mom is there? Like, she's the killer. She's revenging Jason's death. Absolutely. It gets really slow for me here. Like, when they're, like, she's chasing her around the camp. <laughs> Because there's like two instances where they're fighting, and it's like 
kind of bad because it's like yeah she's fighting like a very old actress who is like doing her own stunts and mm-hmm. like she's like fucking like what seven years old at this point like she doesn't oh, want to yeah. hurt her <laughs> you know it's like it's like an actress <laughs> who like was a big deal like back in the day i have no idea who she who she was but i only know her because of this movie um, I used to know her name, Betsy Palmer. Betsy Palmer, yeah. There we go, Betsy Palmer. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm not familiar with her work. Yeah, I, I, I read she wasn't really pumped about, like, thrilled about doing this movie. Doesn't get the appeal of it all that much either. Um, but at least it was in the documentary, which is nicer. <laughs> Kevin Bacon wasn't. <laughs> Kevin Bacon wasn't in it. I was waiting for him. Of course, Corey Feldman was. He came back for it. He's a he's a team sport. I feel like. Oh yeah. Yeah, so ultimately, that's what happened. There's like a, I feel like a 20 minute, 10 minute fight of them like running around the camp. And then she finally cuts off Miss Voorhees' head, who was trying to avenge her son, Jason, who was drowned because the counselors were neglecting him. She thought they were having sex or something and not paying attention or something or other. But then Alice goes off in this boat because she's exhausted and wakes up in the morning. And that's where it seemingly, it seems like Jason jumps out of the water, um, who is supposed to be the drowned boy, is like living in the water. And attacks her. Um, also, a wild thing to introduce at the end of your movie. I'm just going to say that, right? Like, I know, yeah. I know this now, but like, for people that haven't watched it, it's like <laughs> you don't even know if you're getting a sequel, and you're just like, yeah, let me just here's this ghost child who's grown up in the second one. <laughs> well, I think what. Because like she gets taken <laughs> to the hospital and they said oh, we couldn't find any boy and she's like oh he's still out there end of movie cliffhanger but I, th- I I was listening I'd have to watch the whole thing again the Crystal Lake memories but they were like we didn't plan for a sequel but like it made so much money that they were like um well they want us to make one so they didn't know what to do because I think the kid was supposed to be like almost like potentially some fever dream she had. Like she was just in shock still that like it wasn't really a kid. And even if it was, I think it was Tom Savini. who's was like, it was 1957 and this, it's still a kid. We showed him in 1980 and now we're going to have like this adult teenager in the second one. It doesn't really add up like at all in terms of reality, but they want this movie. They want, and I think that's what I like about Friday the 13th in general as a series. Like it's kind of all over the place. It's kind of like, fantasy realism like none of it's really bound to reality but i mean it's fun (laughs) it's like when we're talking about what jason goes to hell it's like there's like a hired army team that yeah blows him away (laughs) he just gets exploded into like a thousand pieces they had like in a special team to kill jason and then that's when he starts like transferring bodies because he via the demon worm because his worm is his essence i don't know it's fucking weird it's It's a weird it's it's a weird weird movie movie. yeah so don't watch that one first if you're watching any of them but um it's so confusing (laughs) yeah i mean that's where this one ends with her in shock at the hospital thinking there's someone the boy is still out there but it's 63 percent on rotten tomatoes which i believe ranks it the highest of it's any highest. Friday the 13th movie, which is crazy to me because really? I I will stand behind four. two, four, and six. I think those are really good. 
Yeah, but four I and six are the best. And six is, if I got it up here correctly. Um, it's probably in the 40s, I bet. Part two is 29%. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> four, also, six is 50%. What's also very underrated? Freddy versus Jason. Fucking love that movie. That's a that's pretty good too. I would say if you like both those characters, Freddy versus Jason is a good good movie. And that's forty two percent. That's that's bananas. Well, but I will say if I'm looking at these numbers, eighteen. Okay, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three is seven percent. I don't think it's. I don't think is it's it that, really bad. that bad. I don't think it's seven percent worthy. It's bad, but I would say the kills are cool because they really try and capitalize on the three D aspect because it was in three D. So everything, okay. every kill is like actually shot in a very like unique way because they're trying to like use the three D effect. And it's the first one with Michael with the mask. Yeah, he steals it from the goofball. Yeah, and he puts it on. Yeah, I don't. know. Jason goes to hell is. And it's iconic. Really rough for sense. me. I think it's, that one's down the bottom. It's absolutely worst one. Yeah, but 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 this one has it's the highest rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a, a huge commercial success. Um, do you guys have it's? It was a five hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget. Do you guys have an idea of how much it made? I'm gonna go with ten million dollars. Ten. I'm not gonna give a specific number. I just think it was very much a commercial success. I don't think it was so much of a critical success, but you can't have everything. Yeah, it, it, I don't think it was critical either. I think people kind of panned it, especially for like ripping off Halloween and like sort of Psycho, like a reverse Psycho. Yeah. Um, so it's it like, oh, sorry, I was say horror, horror movies notoriously got like shat on by reviewers for the longest time. I feel like now. Critics actually appreciate horror. I don't think they really appreciated them until maybe the 2010s. Yeah, taking them yeah a little more seriously, um, for sure that they're not just. There was a lot of. Oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. There was a lot of competition around this time too. Um, I didn't like know this on my own, but reading like <clears throat> 1980 was a big year for horror movies like this was against the shining the fog prom night um so yeah there was a lot going on well i think a lot of it at least if there was the slasher ones like you said prom night you know this one um the shining not so much but like the success of halloween i think really skyrocketed the slasher for sure but even horror itself and it's funny that you know halloween was meant to be kind of this standalone thing but the success of this movie in 1980, which is a direct ripoff, led to them making Halloween 2 in 1981. Like, that's, that's why it's like, hey, people want to see this and people like Michael. So let's just do another one. So, yeah, big success. Maybe not critically um, so much, but it spawned, you know, where is it today? If we're t- if we talk about there's we already said 12 sequels. Was there not a show for a second as well? A Friday Thirteenth show, yeah, it had nothing to do with him, obviously, because like at it's least like a Twilight that, Zone type thing, right? I think so, because I know there was a Nightmare on Elm Street show, and I think they had yeah him at least in it for a little bit. Like I think they had him as like wrapping up the episode or some shit. Jason, like a, no, 
Freddy. I'm talking about the Freddy show. Oh, Freddy, Freddy. Freddy's, Freddy's Nightmares, I think it's called. Gotcha, yeah. I, I could see that. Very, like, Creepshow-esque Yeah, I was going to say, like, Tales from the Crypt almost a little bit. Yeah. Um. All right, yeah, so we've talked box office, sequels and remakes. There's plenty oh, of them. What did I make? What did I make? Oh, that, 60 million. Oh, wow, that, that's pretty successful. Yeah, I mean, it spawned. Yeah, especially. It's crazy, too. I mean, I'm sure we'll do them, but like after this, it was like 81 was the second one, 82 was the third one, 84. Like it was every year of the 80s, a new uh, new movie was coming out for the Friday the 13th series. So that's the equivalent of $219 million today. That's huge. What's 550,000, though? That's a good question. That is a good question. I'm sure the ratio is still the same, but like, what would be the budget? Uh, two million. So a two million dollar budget, you'd okay. you'd make over two hundred million. That's that's a huge profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big big success. And oh, <laughs> this just came to me. I'll do it. I'll do it at my defender destroy. Um, but yeah, that's sequels remakes. We'll probably do another one on here at some point. I'm sure we will. But before we kind of go into defender destroy, do we have any trivia from this movie, Lindsay? Do you have any trivia production notes for us? You know it. There's a lot of trivia out there, so I encourage um, anyone listening to look into it more if you're interested. It was kind of hard to narrow it down. Um, However, as we know, um, this movie was heavily inspired by... That's being kind, I guess, right? Saying it was heavily inspired by Halloween and right on its heels. Um, So, the snake scene. So they have to kill a snake that they find in the cabins. this was supposed to differentiate this movie from Halloween, I guess, um, by having like an early fake scare, um, but it turned out to be real, um, and you know it was supposed to help establish the characters as capable of taking action um, if they needed to. That's what the so, snake scene was supposed to do. You no, know, um, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> whether they succeeded or not, I think is a different conversation. Um, but yeah, so to that earlier point, um, with PETA not being around, like they actually like killed a real life snake. And uh this is like not only is that like more than enough, but allegedly the owner was standing on the set watching and crying as this happened. And I have a few questions. Oh, like Yeah. Why would you allow that? Yeah. Like it's like your pet or something. For whatever amount of money, like that's your pet. Like again, snakes can't relate, but that's your pet. That's a yeah. that's an animal. It just doesn't make any no. sense to me. You don't have to show it on screen either. You could have just why couldn't you have just shown like a yeah. upward angle shot of somebody like stabbing a shovel into the ground? Yeah, I did not know it was someone's that. pet. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just standing idly by and letting it happen. That's just what doesn't make any sense. I, I'm like, is that really? Did they kill it on accident? Else, like, I don't think no, so. You think, you think they? I didn't read. You think they planned for it? It sounded like it was on purpose. That's so wild. So, in his review, speaking of maybe not being so well received by critics, um, Gene Siskel famously called the director Sean Cunningham. Quote, one of the most despicable creatures that has ever infested <laughs> the film industry. He also called the film uh, misogynistic, 
and um, said that he thought that the director was tougher on the girls in the movie than on the guys. Um, so I didn't read this full review, but I'm thinking he didn't like it. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. I felt like, you know, I saw that there were a number of negative reviews, like we said, but. Um, I mean, that, I feel like that's par for the core. I mean, harsh. if it was, that was like at the time, I'm guessing is when it was written. As yeah. you know, Peter was saying, like people, I think, were very critical of horror movies, um, especially during like the eighties, like the That's splatter true. time, got a lot of critiques for being like misogynistic, especially against. I was gonna say especially against women, but that's like what the word is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and this was like a newer genre yeah. at the time, so yeah, yeah, that yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna completely disagree i've already said this was overrated um but <laughs> I, I i can see that ringing true especially from critics in the 1980s i feel like i feel like for the most part this series this series in particular gets panned quite a bit by critics i feel like there's oh, yeah. there's rarely any that are like this one gets this one achieves a higher level of horror i feel like people rip, yeah. rip this series a lot it's really like the fans that like yeah yeah um celebrate like the sequels that stand out to them. My last piece here for trivia today. <clears throat> so they always intended on calling this movie Friday the 13th. It was part of the original um, conception of the movie um, by the director. Um, however, a working title that they were using um, throughout filming and production um, was Long Night at Camp Blood. Oh. Um and that was just for the purpose of keeping it a secret um, from the public, I guess, while they were shooting. Um, it was never a title that they were going to use, um, contrary to, I guess, rumors surrounding the movie. Um, and then I haven't seen the documentary, but Matt, you mentioned it. This is mentioned in Camp Lake Memories. Um, so I thought it was interesting that they thought they had to keep it secret, but I'm sure there was... Yeah, it seems like it wasn't big yet, so I don't know who would have been like on the prowl <laughs> for this movie, this like low yeah, budget movie. Um, yeah, that sounds like something they would do for like a like today. Like I feel like mm -hmm. movies then, right. since like you didn't have the internet to really spread this news of like movies being filmed. Right. It seems like that would make total I feel like it today. seems like it does, it does, something doesn't sound right. And it's also like not a great side name. Long Night at Camp Blood is not like a misdirect from Friday the 13th. Like it's kind of more on the nose about what the movie <laughs> is than yeah. Friday the 13th. <laughs> so it's not that like, you know, true. if you're making The Dark Knight and you called the you, the fake script you were saying you were filming was like Sunshine in the Park or something. Like it's not, it's kind of not <laughs> really the same, but like that's that's, what we do. that's the same. <laughs> Long Night at Camp Blood. <laughs> Yeah, well, cool. Thank you for the trivia on uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah. Happy to oblige. Um, but I think if that if that was only a further question or discussion, we can go into Defender Destroy here to round it out. We've reached the conclusion of the podcast. Congratulations on making it all the way. You have one final challenge. The terrible trio will decide whether this movie passes the test. Choose wisely. 
defend or destroy. Yeah, why don't you start? I will. Um, and I will not bury the lead, and I'll, I will stick with my original overrated that I gave it several years ago at this point. I'm going to say a destroy of Friday the 13th. Um, I think this franchise um, is a fun watch through. I think there's it's iconic in the horror genre, but there are other ones that I like way more that I think this doesn't have Jason. I mean, this doesn't have Jason. It's Pamela Voorhees. It's his mother. Um, you don't get Michael into the mask until three. Um, so I just think it's a lot of buildup for the payoff of, you know, not seeing Jason. If you're not familiar with it, um, that third act where Pamela Voorhees and Alice are fighting it out really isn't scary. I think it's almost comical, um, towards the (laughs) end of it, of the movie. Um, yes. And it takes a long time to get there. A lot of deaths aren't on scene or on, on camera. It's kind of just Alice comes upon them. Um, I don't think there's much, you know, depth to it in terms of like Halloween. There's, I'm sure there's other things you could pull out from it. It just seemed to be a quick rip off of Halloween, the reverse psycho to cash in on money. So I still destroy it, but I'm not destroying the whole franchise. I've enjoyed watching the whole franchise <laughs> as itself. But for this one, I'm sticking with the destroy. So destroy, but there's some hope. Some light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> All right, Lindsay, what do you think? Okay. So I feel like oftentimes I am somebody that doesn't agree with critics. Um, but, you know, in uh, research of this movie, I, and as we've covered, I definitely got the impression that the movie was not well received. And it's not hard <laughs> to see why. I really didn't enjoy this like I thought I was going to. Um, you know, it's such a classic in horror genre, right? And I knew that, not even having watched it before. But it felt kind of slow to me, even though it's really not a terribly long movie. Um, As I said, there were, especially in the third act, I think it felt like kind of cartoonish to me. Like, this is just ridiculous. Like, um, you know, and uh, I I kind of found myself bored until the third act, as like crazy as the third act was. I felt like I'm like, at least something's (laughs) finally happening. We see who the killer is you know um i don't know if i i like that we don't see who the killer is at all like anything about the killer until that point i don't know about that stylistic choice um i don't know it it's it followed the formula certainly um it helped to define what we know as the slasher genre um but personally i felt it was in this so in other words destroy all right. Yeah. I agree with a lot of those points. <laughs> <laughs> but Pete, will you be, will you hold true to your overrated in the past and give us a unanimous destroy or will you defend this movie? I actually would not destroy this movie. I will defend it. Uh, I do still think it's overrated. I think there's still, mm-hmm. I think this is like my third or fourth rewatch of this movie and I've definitely liked it more since the first time I watched it, the first time I watched it, I really did not like Friday the 13th. Um, I do think the twist ending is weird now, but I think the first time I watched it, it was like cooler because it was like so unexpected. I was like, what the fuck? True, I was yeah. like, 
like Jason's not the killer. That's so weird. Like, but now it doesn't make sense because of the franchise that it spawned. And like, I think the sequels for me is like what make me want to hold this movie like to still be defendable because it did spawn some really great sequels. And I think there's still some good like gore effects in here and it's like very mediocre definitely i think like like what we were saying like i had like what a 63 in rotten tomatoes i think like around that rating is pretty fair like maybe i would rank it a little lower than it if i was doing a percentile but uh, there's nothing outrageously like standing out for it to be amazing yeah i agree with that there's nothing in particular. I mean, there's like the twist, which I think throws people, if you first saw it, especially if you know the franchise, but this the franchise never does that again. It, it's always is, Jason. The music is <laughs> Well, I guess it's not entirely decent. true. But, sorry. The music is pretty decent, but obviously like Halloween oh, yeah. blows that out of the water. So it's like... <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it has a pretty cool atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Halloween does too. So it's just like... Like, what's funny, I want to bring this up before we close out. There's actually a movie that's a ripoff of the Friday the 13th, and it's called The Birding. And it's way better. It is. I love that movie. That also takes place in New Jersey. Like, I believe. Jason Alexander? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you should check that out. I have this movie, actually. All right. Consider yourself watched The Burning. Yeah, it's a great movie. I think it's 83. 81, next year. 81, wow. Then next year. Wow. Very close. So that's a defend. Oh, okay. So he still thinks it's overrated, but we're going to have two destroys and a defend. So there you have it. That's where we think of it on the, the It Records podcast. Um, if you're looking to watch it, though, um, in our show notes, there's a link to our letterbox. Uh, letterbox catalog that'll be the most up-to-date place to watch it whether you're listening to this when it's released or five years in the future it's going to give you the most up-to-date place to watch it if you don't already own it so check it out there but if you're in the show notes you'll be able to find all of our other social media in there from twitter to facebook and instagram to give you the most up-to-date news on when episodes are coming out we're having any surveys or polls interactive things to hear from you guys it's all there in the show notes and we here appreciate hearing back from you and letting you letting us know what you think of the show or any mini episode titles you'd like us to do. Been a minute since we've done a mini episode, so maybe that'll be on the horizon soon enough. But that's all I have for this week. Um, until next time, I will remain in the shadows of Camp Crystal Lake. I'm Matt Johnson. I'm Peter Hansen, and I'm probably murdered by Jason. I'm Lindsay Burgess, and Fridays will never be the same again. Bum, bum, bum.